Hey everyone, and welcome back to my first season. It took a very, very long time to lock down this next guest, but I'm so happy he is finally here. I first met him in Columbus, Isle in January of 1996, but his first season was in Paradise Island in 1980 as a sailing geo. He's had many jobs in Club Med, but he's most known for being the best chief of sports there ever was. And after having the privilege of working with him for two and a half years in Columbus, he inspired me to become a chief of sports as well. Everyone, please help me give a warm welcome to the most amazing, the Bahamian sensation, the great one. And no, I'm not talking about Gretzky, a man who needs no introduction, but I'm going to introduce him anyway. My friend, the man who has been turning skinny white dudes into absolute beasts since 1996, the incredible, the one, the only. Hansel Moss. Hansel, how are you? Hey, Greg. How you doing, my brother? Uh, Everything is just fine in the Bahamas. Is uh, I think it's a cold, nice, cold 85 degrees. Oh, man. <laughs> I wish I was there with you, my friend. I can't believe you're here. We finally we finally did it. <laughs> yes. Yes, we did it. We're going to rock, man. So, man, uh, so you know how it, you know how it goes. You know, I like to know, like, okay, we know your first season was in 1980, but you know, where, where were you living? What, what the heck were you doing? And how did you find out about Club Med? <laughs> okay, let's let's let the world know Handsome Moss become the greatest of all times. Um, <laughs> first of all, I was living. I'm from Nassau, Bahamas, so I was living in Nassau. I pretty much dropped out of high school, and I was working at uh, the Sheridan. In British Colonial Hotel for a few years. But my basically, I wanted to get out of the, the Bahamas and start traveling. A good friend of mine by the name of Ricky Roach said to me, Hey, Hansel, you know, guess what? I have this great job of a place called Club Med. I'm working on a tennis court, I'm cleaning up the tennis court, and I'm going to get a job as a geo and travel all over the world. And I asked him, like, what is a geo and, and what is Club Med? I had no idea what the hell he was talking about. He said, oh, yeah, man, you get to travel as the French company, blah, blah, blah. Make a long story short. I went over to the club and I went to the security gate and I said to the gentleman, who I further know his name was Mr. Nordis, but I didn't know it at the time. I said, good morning, sir. Uh, I'm looking for a job. Can you help me? And he was not very nice at all. He go, you have an appointment? I go, uh, no, sir. He go, but you can't come in Club Med. This is a this is a private company. You have to call, and if they want you, they put your name at the gate. And what time you supposed to come there for an interview? So you need to go home and 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 get the number and call. So I said to him, "Can you give me the number, please?" He go, "No, I'm not the telephone directory. Go home and get the number." So at the time, I wanted to punch him and knock him out. I was sit, standing in the front of his desk, and I had my fist clenched. And I go, I just punch him off for being so disrespectful for me. But I always remember, I grew up with my grandfather. And he always said to me, Hansel, when older people are talking, shut your mouth. He didn't say, shut your mouth. He said, shut your effing mouth. <laughs> and listen to what they say, because you always gain knowledge from older people, no matter what they say. And I just relaxed. And I said to him, thank you very much, sir, for your help. I appreciate it. I walk out of the door and I walk about 30 feet away from the guard shop. And he called me and said, son, come back here. And it changes my life. He said, they're looking for somebody to be a security guard in plain clothes. Because, you know, back in the day, clubmen had no keys unlocking the doors. So you had people were coming in the club and going to the room and stealing people's camera and watches and gold chain and money and shit. So the club wanted to this. So they said, can you do it? I go, yes. As I said, F yes, I can do it. So he said, come back at four o'clock. So I go home, change my clothes, come back at four. I came back at 3.30. He goes, this is the kind of guy I'm looking for, somebody who shows up on time. So after about 15, 20 minutes, it was probably about five minutes to, to, to four, I looked down. If anybody work in Paradise Island, they'll know what I'm talking about. We have the driveway and tennis courts on both sides of the road. And I saw a guy with curly hair, with six pack, wearing a pario, and a beautiful woman with blonde hair next to him. So I said to the security, to the security guy, I go, why the guests are going out of the village dressed like that? He said, that's no uh, guest, that's the chef de village. So I go, I said, that's the guy who coming to see you. So I said, why the, the chief, the, the chef, 
who's the cook have anything to do with me being a security? He goes, no, he's not a chef. He's the chef of villa, the chef of a village. That's the general manager. And I'm like, wow, that's amazing. He came up to me, shake my hand. He goes, ah, you have some moss, right? I go, yes. And he said, my name is Greg. And he said, this is my friend, Sophie. So I go over, he shake his hand. She give me a kiss on both sides of the cheek. And um, he said, let's take a walk around the village so you can see what you have, to, what your job base is going to be. I couldn't believe it. it and I'm, I'm going to get into the village. Everybody's wearing parios. Some people was topless. So I'm like pinching myself to all I'm like sleeping. <laughs> this is an awesome place. And so I got the job. So I came the next day. So make a long story short, the first time I'm catching somebody going into a room, I'm, everybody know Paradise Island. I'm sitting up top in the back of the sailing shack. This dude, Bahamian guy, walk up the steps and he walked up Building 11. For all the old geos, no, Building 11 was the building on the end right behind the sailing shack. He had some tools in his hand. Walk up, went to the first door. So I went up behind him. Knock at the door, he came out. I go, what the fuck you doing in this room? And he said to me, oh man, uh, I'm fixing something. I go, you don't work here. I know all the maintenance guys. So he ran out at me and I punched him flush in the face. Knocked him down. He didn't put him out. He jumped over the balcony, over another fence. But Paradise Island at that time had one bridge. There's only one way to get out. I called the gate, described him, and the police have him in 10 minutes. That was the first time. And I caught a lot of people coming to the village. So I went to the chief of the village, who was Greg Russell at the time, one of the greatest chefs of the village in the history of Club Med. And I said to him, I want to be a geo. And he said to me, no problem. I'll take care of that for you. He said, the one thing Club Med to lose is a great security guard to keep this village safe. But he said, you deserve to be a geo. So I'm going to set it up for you. So a lady came in from England, Miriam. She was interviewing all Bahamian geos. And I walk into the room and she's sitting behind the desk. She said, you handsome, right? I go, yeah. He said, why do you want to be a geo? I said, well, you know, I love people. And I like to travel. She said, but say no more. Greg said a lot of wonderful things about you. You got the job. When did you start? I said, right now. It was on a Wednesday. She said, um, no, go home, hang out with your folks on, on Thursday. The week start on, on Saturday. So you check into the club on Friday. They give you your room. You get the PIP program of the week. And uh, you have to be ready for the arrival on um, Saturday. So that was pretty much my introduction to get into the club. I know you became a sailing Joe, but did you know how to sail? I had no idea how to sail. <laughs> now, okay. Think about okay. this shit. I have no idea how to sail. But the only thing I know about sailing is watching the geos sailing. And I'm watching them. And I'm watching the, what they're doing. So when they asked me, what can you do? I said, I can do sailing. I have no idea. Lulu was my first chief of sailing. So I remember him saying, oh, Hansel, take the sunfish and go practice a little bit. And I was scared to death. So I went out, just went out real quick, and I saw how they turned the boat around. I turned around, and I come right back. He go, that's it? I go, yeah, yeah, I'll go later again. But I didn't know what I was doing. Now we had some boat called the Harpoon. They take five guests with me, which is six people. And you go out and you teach the lesson. In the boat, everybody have a turn. And then when you come back, they're good enough to take out the sunfish by themselves. That was Clubman back in the day, real sailing school. But what happened in the wintertime, it get really rough on the beach side of Clubman. So we start to do the, a lot of ex-geos don't know exactly what I'm talking about. We did the sailing in the harbor between Paradise Island and Nassau. So everybody remember the building Harborside? We had some docks by Harborside and all the boats was anchored there. So now this is my first time taking out GM's uh, sailing. So I get in the boat, everybody pulls the sails up. That's all easy. I tell the GM, okay, cast us off. They pull the rope off, and all of a sudden, the, the sail is up, and we start to sail. I have no control over the boat. The boat slides straight over to Nassau and slam up against the dock on the other side. <laughs> and I'm like, so when, when I had no control, I'm saying to the GM, oh, man, that thing broke. 
and fell in the water. Man, now I can't control the boat, but I didn't know what the hell was going on. I make up the story. So uh, there was a, a white Bahamian was passing with a boat and he said to me, hey, you need some help? Yeah, I said, I have some problem in my run. I can't steer the boat. He go, I'll pull you back to club, man. So he pulled me back to the club. So we get back to the club and we had the, the five GMs. Three of the guests said to me, Hansel, you know what? We're going to go back with you at two o'clock in the afternoon after you fix the thing on the boat. I go, no problem. I'm going like, holy crap. He's going to come back and I don't know what to do. So now there's a geo name is Bill. He's from Colorado. I hope Bill is listening. So I go into the restaurant. Bill is eating. I said, Bill, you need to come and help me right now. He go, what happened? I said, I took the boat out and the boat, I have no control of the boat. The boat is sliding, going over. So he eat real quick. He said, come, let's show me what you're talking about. So we go in the boat, cast off, put the sails up and everything. This is like about 1.30. So in half hour, people coming to go on again. So he said, show me what you did. I did exactly what I did, frigging boat sliding, going back over to Nassau again. And Bill fell in the boat and he just started laughing. I said, Bill, what you laughing at, man? And he grabbed this rope in the middle of the boat and pulled the center board down. And boom, the minute he put the center board down, the boat straightened up and I had fully control of it. I started sailing. So he go, sail the boat, turn around, turn around. everything was fine. I go, that's all I had to do. He said, Hansel, the boat, there's no way you control the boat if you don't have the center board down. So we went practicing a little bit, tacking against the wind, show me a little bit. I go, great, fantastic. Then, so at two o'clock, <laughs> two of the five people show up to go on the boat with three other new people. They get Hansel, you get the thing fixed? I go, we just fix it. So, oh, great. We jump in the boat. I sail around the harbor. They sail, everything is go back. When we get back to the docks, Hansel, great. I'm so happy you got that fixed. Everything is beautiful. Thank you very much. You are a great sailor. One of the best instructors we have had. <laughs> I can't believe they were saying that to me. But uh, that was the first experience taking people out of the boat as a sailing instructor. Okay, I have two questions. I, I work Paradise Island, and that's one of the most tr heavily trafficked uh, waterways, <laughs> the harbor I've ever seen. Now, were there not planes landing on the water when you were doing this back then, or no? No there planes landing. Plane, there were planes landing. Thank goodness there was nothing. nothing <laughs> All right. The first time I couldn't get out of the way. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, yeah, they man, they really threw you in the deep end. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That, that was funny. Wait, wait, look, that was not funny then, but now it's funny. Yeah. Okay, uh, uh, second second question. You, you mentioned Lulu. Was this Lulu with the short guy, red hair, French guy? That Lulu yeah. later became... When you saw Lulu, Lulu looked like a decent human being. <laughs> when, I saw, when I saw Lulu the first time, the chef of village, I'm talking to the chief of the village. There's a guy called Moore. He goes, a Belgian guy. He said, Renzel, how are you? I go, fine. He said, did you meet your boss yet? I go, No. And Lulu was walking towards me by the hostess desk, walking under the bar. He said, there he is over there. Lulu was wearing the smallest bathing suit I've ever seen. <laughs> and his hair was all sticking up with his red beard like a fire and a cigarette sticking out on one side of his mouth. And all of his pubic hair and his little tiny bathing suit <laughs> is just all over the place. And he had freckles all over his body. And he have a cigarette, pack of a cigarette stick in the crack of his butt in the bathing suit. <laughs> no. And I go, this guy is my boss? <laughs> I said to myself, he comes to me, hey, you Hansel? He goes, there's a, another Hansel working here. He's much smaller than you. So I will, oh, there he is right now. Hansel, come here, come here, come here. It's two Hansel. Meet, meet uh, Hansel. This is Hansel and you small Hansel. He said, no, 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 no. My nickname is Sunshine. So, oh, your nickname is Sunshine? So, okay, we, so we call you Sunshine, and uh, Hansel will be normal. We call it Hansel, Hansel. And uh, that was my introduction to Lulu. And <laughs> as frightening as Lulu was, he was one of the best chief of sailing I ever had. He taught me a lot of stuff. So uh, that was my first introduction to Lulu. Okay. 
Well, yeah. Okay. So thankfully when I first saw Lulu in 94, he wasn't wearing the Speedo. Okay. But everything else you described, the cigarette, you know, okay. now, okay. Um, yeah. I remember you describing, I, I've seen a lot of photos from the eighties, man. You guys uh-huh. wore those, you guys were rocking them bathing suits. You look like, uh, it looked like a bunch of piggy banks, right? Because those things came down low in the back, right? Oh, Hey, Greg, okay. when I first came into club, man, and I yeah. see these French guys, you, no, said you, you, you said you would never wear one, I never, think, right? I know you would, I would be caught dead wearing <laughs> one of those. Two weeks after I was in Geo, I had eight of them. <laughs> <laughs> and I started wearing And when I take pictures and stuff, and I said, when I come home and I show it to my friends and family, look at Hanson, you guys are naked. What the hell are you doing? I tell them, you know what? We, back then, the women used to go into the restaurant topless. You know, yeah. you know uh, it was no big deal, you know. Yeah. So uh, the, the club, I mean, it changed a lot. But, you know, back then we were. And I always tell people, the 80s was the best decade in the history of the world. After that, thing, after that things have started going down pack. And I was, I was very happy to be uh, a geo back in those days. I mean, at the peak. And when I tell people that I built Club Man with my hands, it's no joking, literally. Because when we went to St. Lucia, the open St. Lucia, we went two months before the village was open and we actually laid blocks. We put the roof on the, on the, on the uh, sport shack. We built cabinets, we did everything because the village was not far, not ready to open. <laughs> Now, did you did you stay uh, did you stay a sailing geo your entire first season in Paradise? Yes, I did my first season, and I remember the chief said uh, to everybody, "Oh, you know, it's the end of the season. You have to choose where you your next village." And I really didn't want to go anywhere. I was having such a good time in Paradise Island. I really didn't want to leave. So Lulu and the the, the chief said to me, "Hey, Hansel." If you stay here, you'll be the only one here. There'll be all new people come in and you know, you have to get acquaintances. Nice to go to another village. So I said, okay, I remember looking at the brochure. I go, I'm going to ask for a village in Mexico. And there's no way they're going to send me there. I go, I want to go to Cancun. He goes, you want to go to Cancun? Uh, I think my good friend going to be the chief of the village in Cancun. I'll get back to you. Two days later, he comes to me and says, Hansel, I got good news for you. I go, what? I told him he probably was going to stay there. He said, no, you're going to Cancun. And I'm like, thank you very much. But deep down inside, I was sad. So I get my passport. I go, as a matter of fact, I didn't have a passport. Listen to what I'm going to say to you. A guy that I grew up, who I grew up with in school, and high school with, his name is John Jones. So he worked in the passport office. So I go to him, I said, John, I am now working with Club Man and I need a passport because I'm going to be going to Mexico. He said, uh, give me $20 and come back in half an hour and pick it up. <laughs> I give him, he said, when were you born? I give him all my information. I left. I went down, walked down Bay Street, half an hour. I go back. He gave me my passport. I was good to go. <laughs> now I'm leaving my family for the first time. My mom, my sister, my niece, everybody crying. I'm leaving. So I'm crying too. I get on the plane and we go over. To, we, I'm in Miami. So after I get in the airport and I'm waiting for my flight to go to Cancun and I'm looking over and I see a bunch of, you know, people that look just like the people in Club Med, the Geos, they look the same as Geos, you know. And back in the day, we all look alike and you could tell who's Geos or not. Not that today you can't tell a Geo from a GM. And so I walk over to this guy with curly blonde hair with some little small glasses. So I said, uh, excuse me, where are you guys going? He said, uh, we going to Cancun, Mexico, Club Man. I go, that's where I'm going. He goes, um, I go, he, he goes, uh, what's your name? I go, my name is Hansel Moss. He goes, you Hansel Moss? He goes, yeah, uh, Billy told me about you. I bring you here. You work I'm the I'm Chef de Village. I go, what? You're the Chef de He said, he called the geo. He said, oh, look, look, come, this Hansel, new geo, come. We, I mean, all, all for, and, from that moment, I forget everything about Paradise Island. When we got to the, when we got to Cancun, the chief of the village is arriving with geos. I'm arriving with the chief of the village. You can't imagine the welcome. 
that we got in Cancun was nothing like I, I've never seen anything like it. From then to this day, I've never seen a welcome like that. Who was the chief? Uh, sorry, sorry, Hansel. Who's the chief of village in Cancun? The name was name was Alan de Coin. Oh, okay, I Alan de Coin. Yeah, I know him. Yeah. yeah, okay. Yes, yes. After he went in the office in uh, South America somewhere, but so we, we get all settled in. Makes a long story short, the end of the season, he said to me, Hansel, you want to go to Italy with me? I go, uh, I don't speak Italian. He go, neither do I. Let's go. So I went to Italy. Listen to my experience going to Europe for the first time. Where, 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 actually, uh, where sorry, had to, which, uh, which village in Italy did you go? We, we go into Donneratico. You know, the oh, village, a yeah. village. Big, right. family, big family village, right? Big family village. Okay. Well, almost 2,000 GMs and like 800 children. That's right. That's right. Let's hear, <laughs> so, let's hear this story, man. <laughs> huh? But let's yeah. hear this story. Yes. I asked New York office, I said, do I need a visa to go to Europe? I'm just dumb and ignorant. And they go, no, 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 you're Philomus. You don't need it. So I go, okay, I don't need it. Beautiful. I go 10 hours from New York to Paris. When I get to Paris airport, the guy goes, hey, no visa. Need a visa. I go, but they told me I don't need a visa. I said, yeah, you need a visa. So I called Club Med office. Club Med said, no problem. Get on the plane. You have a ticket to go to Italy. Let's go. I go to Italy. When I arrive in Italy, it's like five o'clock in the afternoon. The sun is going down. I'm on the line. I get up to the counter. The lady look at my passport. No, you don't have a visa. Italy, you need a visa. You're from Bahamas. Like, I didn't know who the fuck I was from. And then behind her, there's a map of the world. And I see Italy and I see the Bahamas. I'm 19 years old. And I go, ah, how the hell am I going to get out of this place and go home? Because I don't want to go back home. So now I'm going into this area that I keep everybody, right? So I'm in the area. So now I got to, this is Friday. Rome office is closed. So I can't, I have a number for the office, but I call, there's nobody's there. So I finally get to call the village. And I'm two days and two days in Rome airport. So I get, get to the island. Oh, Hansel, we're looking for you. We don't know where you are. I say, yeah, I'm stuck in the airport in Rome. I want to go back home. He go, no, 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 no. We fix it. We fix everything. No worry, Hansel. You calm down. We fix it. Now I know where you are. I get you out. So I'm sitting down, right? And all of a sudden, this dude come up to me, an Italian guy. He said, you Hansel Moss? I go, yeah. He said, I come to take you out of the airport. He come. I go, blah, blah, blah. He get me out of the airport. Now, I really didn't sleep good for two nights. So we get, I get something to eat. Went back to the hotel, get a shower. I don't remember going in the bed. I woke up maybe about 12 hours, 14 hours later. He called me. He said, now, we're going to take, you're going to, we're going to go to, you're going to go back to Paris. He sent you back to Paris. You fly, I fly back to Paris. When I get back to, and she, he gave me a paper in my passport. When I get to Paris, I give the passport with the paper. They look at the paper, stamp my passport. I walk straight out of the airport. When I get there, somebody from club at office waiting for me. They go, Hansel, we're so sorry with all the, the trouble you had. We're going to keep you in Paris for four days to relax. We're going to take you to a concert, blah, blah, blah. I went to blues concert. There was somebody that was with me to take care of me. I tell the, the new geos, that don't happen. Club men don't take care of geos like they did before. They took care of me like you can't imagine. So now I meet up with all the geos who are going to Dunny Radical. We're taking a trip. Now, let me go back, me back, back on the, on the story. Now I have to get my Italian visa to go into Italy. Listen to the story. I go to Club Med office and the lady give me a box, six inches by six inches, uh, like a little gift box, right? And she gave it to me, it's kind of light. He said, Hansel, you going tomorrow at 8.30 to the Italian embassy, you give this box to the man at the embassy and he's gonna give you your visa. I asked no question. I, they had a taxi, take me to the embassy. When I get to the embassy, there's a long line, maybe about 50, 60 feet long. 
I go on the back of the line and a few people add on the back. I was in line for maybe five minutes. And I look at a tall Italian guy step on the embassy door. He turned, he looked at the line because I hold in the box in my hand. He pointed me, beckoned to come to him. I walk, everybody's wondering, how does black guy just walk in the street, just arrive here and go ahead of me? I go straight in, said, uh, Mr. Petorino is waiting for you. I goes inside. This guy sitting in his office behind his big desk. Oh, Hansel Moss, how are you? Good, buongiorno. I go, good morning, how are you? He go, you have something for me? I go, yes. I give him the box. He said, give me your passport. He give him the passport. He flipped through the page. He go, boom, boom, sign something. He go, welcome to Italy. Have a wonderful stay. I said, thank you very much. I walk out there. I haven't seen a taxi waiting for me. I go back to the hotel. The next day, me and a whole bunch of geos on the train, 13 hours from Paris to Doniratico. When we get to Doniratico, the village is now, we, we arrived there four weeks before the village is buried open. So we did, it's a grass up village, no electricity, no nothing, but we had fun. I mean, it was, uh, I had a great season. But when I get there, I did sailing and also I did aerobic classes. So my aerobic class used to have sometimes 150, sometimes 200 people in my class. And every time I do the class, I would say, uh, ladies and gentlemen, um, welcome to my uh, class. Uh, I'm from the Bahamas. I don't speak uh, a lot of French. Uh, my name is uh, Hansel Moss. 40% of the people in the club was German. When I said, they always start laughing. They go, but you're not German. I go, no, I'm not German. I just have a German name. And I had to tell him the story of my, my godmother gave me the name Hansel. And when I was a kid, I hated the name because I always get, oh, Hansel and Gretel. Blah, blah, blah. I said, it's a good thing my sister was a name Gretel because I would be killing a lot of people. And I said, but now I really liked it because everybody remember my name. When I say Hansel, they never forget it. So that was my uh, story going to Italy. Okay, I have two questions. I'm, I'm afraid to ask you if you, knew what, if you knew what was in the box or you just didn't look <laughs> I'm, I'm getting okay. I'm yeah, yeah. I, I worked yeah. a, I worked a season in Italy, so yeah, I, I'm familiar with <laughs> what goes on. Okay. Um, what's what was my second question? All right. Now I'm guessing that season in Don Eratico, you were probably the only Bahamian there, right? I was the only black person there. Okay. Did the ladies <laughs> leave you alone long enough to get some sleep? <laughs> uh, just kidding. Uh, um, no, okay. this is long enough at all. Okay. <laughs> So you, so you left there more tired than when you arrived, right? From there, I had, I had a girlfriend in, in Holland. So after the season, I went and spent a month over in Holland. That was a lot of fun. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what, what did she do in the club? After that. Huh? What, what did she do in the club? Or was she a GM? Well, she came to the club as a GM okay. with her family. And we hook up. And she said, you got to come to Holland and visit. And listen to this story. Okay. She said, so the chief of the village, I said, she, she said, you know what, Hansel, I had to come back and work a little bit. So the chief of the village who brought me there, he saw this girl, she's like stunning, like a friggin' Dutch model. So he go, oh, she would be a good hostess, no problem, tell her to come back, no problem. So I said, I called, I go, you could come back. And chief of the village said, you come back. So she came and worked for a month with me. And she said, you know what, you got to come and spend some time in Holland after, because you know, it was no cell phone, it was no doing this shit by letter, right? Or, or phone, because very hard to make a phone call in those days. And so I have her address, and I didn't call her or nothing. Clubmen give me a, a ticket when I went back to Paris. They give me a ticket to go to Holland, right? Back in the days, the clubmen taking care of the geos. I arrive in Holland. I arrive at the train station, and. I see the taxi. So I see the taxi. I show him. I had, back then, everybody had an address book, you remember? So yeah. I show him the, the address. There was no phone number, just the address. And so what I did, he took me to the address. I had in my possession about $800. But I have my ticket and everything to go back to the Bahamas. So I go, man, I don't know what got to happen. People always say stuff and I don't know what's going to happen. So I arrive at this, this like, you know, like a townhouse type stuff in a very nice neighborhood. And, but the whole house is dark. It's maybe 11 o'clock at night. So what I do, I knock on the door 
ring the bell. Knock on the door, ring the bell, and wait. And my heart is just pounding. All of a sudden, I hear click, click, click. Who's it? I say, Hansel. I hear, oh my God. I, I recognize her voice, and then I go. She opened the door. He said, Hansel, I didn't know you were coming. I go, I, I didn't know I was coming either. And I go, she said, come inside. I come in. And the, the way that the house said it, she was living with her aunt. The aunt had the two bottom floor and she had the third, the, 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 the third floor. She wake up, aunt, and I met the, the aunt. Oh, everybody's talking about you. You're a great guy. Nice to meet you. I'll see you in the morning. Blah, blah. And then we went upstairs. She had the top floor. And I was there for uh, four weeks. Uh, went on the tram, went on the, the, the canal tour. We went to some of the little uh, towns nearby Amsterdam, seen all those mills and stuff, and really to learn the history of, of Holland was, was, was a lot of fun. So that was my experience there. You, you showed up at, a, at 11 p.m. In a, in a country you've never been to see a girl you didn't tell was coming. <laughs> you didn't tell her you were coming. I'm nuts. <laughs> that only happened to you. <laughs> yeah, I got away with it. <laughs> wow. Jeez. <laughs> Okay, now, all right, so what, 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 if that was Don Radico, are we in, what year are we in, 1982, 81? Like what? what? No, this, this is, this is 1981. Okay, 81, Jeez. so what, yeah. what, how the, what the heck do you do after Don Radico? Did you choose uh, your next village or did but you ask after, for it? After Don Radico, I'm in the Paris office and I'm just sitting in there waiting to go in to, to get your assignment. Back in the day, it was so cool. We, a lot of geos. You go a lot to Paris. It was so much fun to be a geo traveling. That. So I'm in the office after I finish. I come back to Paris. Then to go back to the Bahamas. So this guy come up to me, this big mustache, curly hair, Moroccan guy. He go, you're Hansel Marsh, right? <laughs> I go, yes, sir. He goes, I'm up there. I want you to go with Cancun with me. I just came from Cancun to go to Italy. So I want you to go to Cancun because my good friend, Alan, tell me you are great geo and I am putting together the best geo team for the season to go to Cancun. I didn't argue with him. I go, yes. I'm like, somebody want me to go with him? Let's do it. I had a good time in Cancun. So I went back to Cancun for the, for the second time. Listen to this story. We in Cancun, and before Amal arrived, Amal have uh, uh, an it was not his assistant, but he was in charge of traffic, and he's also Moroccan, a guy called Coco. And I become friends with Coco instant. Coco said to me, and so I said, you know, there's one thing Amal hate is marijuana. If you smoke marijuana, you stop, huh? I go hit my one. I said, oh, I don't smoke one more. I said, oh, good, good, good. I smoke marijuana every single day since I was 13. So I try to block it out. I go, but I'm going to be smoking, but he's never going to find out. Listen to this story. All the old school geos know a guy named Luke de Stelman. Luke is from Belgium. And Luke was eventually became Chef de Village, but Luke was in charge of entertainment. But he was doing interim Chef de Village until Amal arrived. So all the geos, old school geos and new school geos know where the geos used to live in the casinos at the entrance of the village where we're coming in. And we just finished our work. We're in the room and we, and we built some lofts. The rooms are small. So we were the first ones to build lofts in a room where you could sleep up and have the bottom floor feel like a living room. All of a sudden, there's a tap on the door. You say, who's it? Me, Luke. Nobody paying no attention to Luke because we smoked weed with Luke before. So the last thing we think of anything, we open the door, Luke is shown up there in the village. For some reason, I don't know why he picked this room. He opened the door. I believe Amal probably smelled weed from underneath the door. So that's why he probably tell Luke, hey, knock on this door. He knocked on the door. He opened it. When he opened it, he came in. Hey, Luke, how you doing? He made sure he let us see Amal quick. Instead of he saying, hey, Luke, you want some? He just 
open the door, and Amal is right there. All we see this fucking big mustache and this curly hair. I'm like, oh, we're dead. Amal come in the room with a little smile on his face. You go, hi guys, how you doing? Shake everybody's hand. And he just looking up in the, said, you guys did a wonderful job with this room. He said, all the rooms like this, he said, no, no, this is only a few, we get some wood and we fix it. He said, this is brilliant, this is very nice. Ignoring the smoke in the room, never acknowledging none of it in the room. And go, okay guys, we see everybody later and walk in the room. As he walk out, look, look back in the room and open his eyes and go like, you guys in trouble. And walk out. Man, I'm going out, I'm fired. I all set now, my career is over, I'm going back to the Bahamas. I go, there's no problem. I can still work with tourists. I know how to do aerobics. I know how to sail and windsurfing. I'm going to go work in one of the hotels. I'm done. This is it. It's all over. So I'm like really paranoid. So I leave the casino and I'm going back up in the village. And as I'm going in the village, uh, I don't know if those village, that room was Gallo or whatever. Abel, um, Amal is walking, coming towards me. And I go straight up to him. I said, Chief, I am so sorry that you 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 uh, walk in that room and we were smoking weed. I go in the Bahamas, marijuana is illegal, but people still do it. I go, uh, I know you hate this stuff. And if you fire me, I have no excuse. And I remember he looking at me and he goes, I said, you know, don't worry about that. That I did not do my geo meeting yet. I did not tell the geos my rules and regulations, what I don't want. So you do know how I feel about marijuana. I don't like it. I don't like it in my village. This is what Amal said to me. Amal said, he said, Hansel, let me tell you something. If you ever want to smoke marijuana in my village, you smoke alone. Nobody else. You hear me? I said, yes, chief. Then he had that, then nothing happened. He didn't talk nothing. So one, this is maybe a week later or two weeks later, I don't remember. He said, Amal is having an emergency meeting and all the Jews would be there. It was like maybe six o'clock in the evening or something like that. And we all meet and Abel come up, um, Amal came up in the meeting and he said, this is some serious problem. The, the police have four names of GOs who smoke and marijuana in the village and you have to leave or you will end up going to jail. So I know my name is there. I had a girlfriend, Giovanna, who's Italian. So I was living in the casino. So he said to me, what you need to do is move from the casino in the village with Giovanna, because she was living the, like the back where the bank is, facing the ocean. He said, you move there in case the police come, they don't take you from the geo. I'm like, this is serious stuff. And so, and he said, all you geos, name I call, you're leaving tomorrow. So, so I go to the room. She, she said to me, you know what? We're going to leave and we're going to, so I'm leaving with you. We're going to go to Italy. So I'm like, man, you know, I really want to leave the club. But I go, if that's what we're going to do, we're going to do. So I said, you know what? Let me go to the Bahamas and then we hook up and then I'll come to Italy with you. She said, okay, great. So, that morning, I am going to the gestion to get my money and my passport and everything. And I went into the gestion office, got all my money, got my passport. And Amal's office is right next to the gestion. And as I'm walking by the office, he look at me and he go, he bet, come here. I go in the office. He goes, what you got there? I go, now all of us are going to be leaving by one o'clock. This is like 10 o'clock in the morning. All the geos are crying. Everybody's like, I mean, I've never let somebody die. That's how bad it was. And so he said to me, where you go? I go, Abel, you said, I'm leaving. He go, you know, I'm going to play the ticket, right? I go, I'm going to the traffic now to get it. He called the, the gesture. He goes, 
hey, take hence some money, put it back in the bank where it's supposed to be, and take his passport back where it's supposed to be. He called the traffic. You got a reservation for Hansel? He go, cancel it. I go, I'm out. I don't want to go to jail. He said to me, I am going to go into Cancun and talk with police. If it's okay for you to be here, when I come back, you stay. If it's not okay for you to be in the village, then you leave. But guess what? Those other like four geos, they get thrown out of the village. And every one of those people that was in the room with me got fired and one other guy who I used to smoke weed with. Fine. No female was involved, just guys. And everybody was proud of. So all the Jews say, Hansel, you're going to stay? You're not afraid you're going to jail? I go, Amal, tell me to wait and talk with the police. Amal leave the village about 12 o'clock, because he was not there for the departure of the Jews. Him and Coco go into Cancun and come back into the village about three o'clock in the evening. When they come back, he called me. And he said, uh, and so everything is straight. I talk with police. Your name is on the list, off the list. You no longer no suspect with marijuana. And he said to me, again, if you ever smoke alone, just like that. And I'm saying to myself, I do it fire all my friends to get high. And make a long story short, about 20 years later, I'm in Sandpiper. And uh, in Sandpiper for the GEO Union, it was maybe longer than that. At Coco was no longer GEO. He had a house outside the club, and, but he still, he came in for the, the, the reunion. So one day he and I sitting around the pool and talking. And he said to me, hey, Hansel, look here. You know something? You remember that situation with you and Abdelmal in Cancun? He goes, there was no police, nothing. He just wanted to get rid of those geos who were smoking weed. He, as a matter of fact, he didn't like them. And when we went into Cancun, we went into a, a, a hotel over there. We went on the beach. Abdel had his bathing suit. We went and relaxed. <laughs> we had lunch. And then we come back to the village. It was nothing like that. And I go, that's what he did? He go, that's exactly what happened. So that's the story behind me when I went back to Cancun the second time. Good Lord. Okay. That's some story. <laughs> My gosh. Okay. Just, just, yeah, just everyone listening. This was, you said this was 81, right? So that's, yeah, the, yes, the 80s was a crazy time, everyone. Whoever, who's ever new listening to this. Yeah. 80s uh -huh. were, you know, if you were lucky enough to be a club in the 80s, but the 80s, as you know, was uh, footloose and fancy free and, you know, like you say, you know, I, I wish I went to Club Med in, in the 80s, you know, because I, mm. I, I, I hear all these stories. How do, how do you top that, man? Where'd you go after Cancun? So after Cancun, that's when I went to, I went to 82, I go to Guadalupe in Caraville to okay. work with a guy called Jean-Pierre Rock. And the same thing, they know I do an aerobics, but they want to keep me in the sailing because I'm good over there with the people. So same thing, they having me doing the big aerobic classes. And for everybody to know who don't know, now you know. There's two things I brought in the Club Med and it's still going to this day. That's the morning walk, because back in the days you do jogging, which this was horrifying to do jogging because you got 10 people, everybody's all over the place. One guy's way over there, one guy's way in the back and it was crazy. And I, I went to California, as a matter of fact, Carmel, California, on vacation to visit my friend, Bill and Lydia. And Bill was a, 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 like an amateur bodybuilder, so bodybuilder. So he went to this complex that he normally trained. And the upstairs, I looked out the window and a lady had maybe 20 people behind her and they were doing speed walking, just really walking really fast. And they're all behind her. And I go, this is what you should be doing in Club Med instead of jogging. So when I come back, I remember the, the chief of the village said to me, I said to him, I said, this is another chief of the village who was an Italian guy named Leonello. And I said to him in Elutra, I said, I want to implement the morning walk instead of the jogging. You go, no, in the brochure, we have jogging, we have to keep jogging, we can't do jogging. And he's like, you know, demanded me. So I said to him, you know, 
I'm the chief of sport and I need to do what give my notes the best rate. And I looked him right in the eye and I said to him, who the fuck have the best ratings in the village? He goes, oh, a sports team. I go because I know what I'm doing. So let me do it. And if it's not good, me stop and go back to you. You know how I do it to do the first day uh, <laughs> to impress everybody? At dinner, everybody's walking into the restaurant and I spend about an hour writing a little piece of paper. Meet me at eight o'clock in the morning, uh, 8.30 for the morning walk. Don't tell nobody, I give it. So when I give the paper, I give one to the wife, one to the husband. I said, don't let them know what's in our paper. That's a secret for you. And they open and they look in it, you know what it is. So my first, the most people I ever had for jogging is like 12. The first morning, we did, so with the information meeting, I said to the people, uh, folks, you know, we want to try something different because we do jogging and, you know, the, the level of, of jogging is so different. Some people run marathon, some people there's a weekend joggers, some people jogging for the first time, and sometimes it's really chaotic. I said, this is what we can do with the jogging. I go, there's not much cars here. If you're a jogger, run out of the village, run to the right as far as you can, as far as you want, then turn them back and run back to the village. Or you go to the other side. They're all beautiful scenery. The people who are going to walk, you're going to go with me. You can do your own pace. And, we, and as, as we walk it, I was explaining a little bit about the island and the country and all that. And you see people smiling, you know. And the next morning, the chief of the village is there for breakfast, you know, the entrance of the restaurant. 57 people show up for the morning walk. I look at him and go, what do you think? So me and him, me and the people, we went out walking. The next morning, we had more people because everybody went and talked about it. Yeah, maybe 60 something. So they adopted, and that's how come uh, water exercise come. In Guadalupe, I start to do water exercise in the water with water jumps, you know? And we did the resistance with a water jump. That's how it started, and they continue doing it to this day. All right. I'm going to back you up a bit here because you said in um, Caravel you were chief of sports. So what? what no, no, no. When oh. I was in Caravel, I was still Land sports? sailing. Yes. And this is 92. I mean, 82. 82. Sailing okay. anaerobics. Okay. You were not chief of sports yet. Not yet. Okay. All right. All right. Good. So I guess at what, well, what, at what point did you start thinking that you wanted to be a, a chief of sport? Like what, what okay, village let's were go you to that right there. Let's move okay. right to that part. Okay. I'm working, this is 84. I'm working in, in uh, Martinique. Philippe Calvert was the chef of sport. Mary Bendelis was the chef of village. And I'm killing it with the aerobic classes and the, 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 the windsurfing. Because every time I get to the village, they always say, hands over your heart, but you're aerobic class, you have to do aerobic, you have to, somebody will do the, 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 the sailing, whatever. But I do both. I just get there at five and do my big class, right? So one day I am doing my uh, windsurfing class, maybe freaking 20 people or whatever. Philip come down to the shack, big smile on his face, he go, Hansel, Guess what? You go in April to do your staff for Chef de Sport. I go, wow, that's great. I go back to my class. Didn't say to nobody, but I'm full of energy now. I'm getting into it. Two weeks later, he came back to me and he said, oh, and so I got some bad news. Uh, they said that you can't do because your friends, they pick somebody who speak uh, friends uh, better. I go, what the fuck do I have to do with anything? I go, I'm taking care of French and the American and the Canadians in the village, right? Oh, you do a fantastic job. And I tell them, I tell them. I go, man, that's very disappointing. So I was really pissed. So now in between, I'm going from, uh, so now after that, I go to Elutra, did a great season in Elutra. And now they asked me to go back to St. Lucia to do the second opening of St. Lucia. Jose Ariel is the chef of Velasco. But before I went, I get a call from ex-Geo who, who's working in the Miami office. I can't think of a name right now. And she 
called me and said, Hensel, there's a resort. Is, and Tiger Woods now own this resort right now in Nassau. He said, they're looking to start this resort and they're looking for people that work for Club Man. And I tell them you are the perfect person and you can be in charge of all the sports activities. They would buy boats and windsurfing and everything. They have a dive operation. You could run it. You're going to make three times the amount of money you're making Club Man. You can live on the property, the same thing. And other. I go, that, look, that sounds great. I go, but I'm going to St. Lucia right now. After I finish in Lucia, I'm going to get back to you. She says, as a matter of fact, I will come down to Lucia and visit you and show you some more stuff. I go, great. So when I went to work with Jose, I didn't know Jose for a hole in the wall. But everybody said, this guy, Jose Ariel, wants you. He's asking for you. So um, as a matter of fact, today is his birthday. Happy birthday, Jose. So one day I said to Jose, I said, Jose, now this is going to be my last season. I'm going to give it all. And I explained to him what the club did to me. I go, I, as a matter of fact, they would, they would say to me, my French is not good. I go, you got French dudes who come to American zone. They in American zone, don't speak a word of English. And they in American zone. How could they get, and most of them are not good. They're, not, they're horrible geos and they don't speak English. So why I'm working in the American zone? Why are they holding again? He said, and he goes, you know, because the chef to sport to go anywhere. You know, one day they'll call you to go. The, I said, why you don't keep me in the area? You had 16 clubs in American zone back in those days. I don't keep me in a place that I'm effective. That's what, that's what you should be doing. He goes, Hanson, you're right. You know, club men don't operate like that. I said, well, you know what? I tell you what. I don't really know you like that. You asked me to come work for you. He said, the reason why I asked you, a bunch of chefs in the village, Miriam, Alan Decon, Alan Massaza, everybody, Hansel Moss, Hansel Moss. So you go, we had to do, we know you did the opening of this village. It was horrible. Now I'm doing a reopening so we could really make it right. He said, I will definitely make sure you were chef the sports after the season. I go, we will see. I go, I heard it before. I tell him the story with Philippe. He goes, that's terrible. That's awful. I go, tell me it's awful. So now we in St. Lucia, we kick it. We kick it in St. Lucia. I remember this guy, Sean from California. He was windsurfing. He go, man, Hansel, you should be our chief of sport. You should be our chief of sport. So what Jose did, Jose gave Abby two weeks vacation. He go, Hansel, run the sports. So my, all my ideas that I wanted to do, in that two weeks, I put it in. Man, the, the, all the Geo team is going to Jose's him. Look what Hansel did in two weeks. And Jose was watching me in two weeks. He go, man, you should definitely be chief of sport. I go, you're telling me? I know. I should have been done it two years ago. So now I just continue to Abby come back, you know, we're doing our thing. And one night, Jose come to me. was after dinner, before we go back to do the show. And if anybody worked in St. Lucia, in front of the village, in front of the beach, there was a boardwalk. So we walk out to the boardwalk, me and him, leaning over. And he said to me, Hansel, you're going to be, you're going to do your stage in one month. I go, yeah, get the fuck out of here. I heard that before. He go, you are going to do your stage in one month to be chef of sports. Showing up, after the thing, all the information come, I go in. To, to, to Paris, we went to do the, the stage in Vitel. So it's 15 of us doing the start. And my French was not, was, I, I speak French now. Then my French was still not good. You know, I could speak a little bit, but it was not that good. So we did it. There's things when you don't understand, the guy would say, hey, Hansel, if you don't understand something, ask a lot, translate everything to you. And I got one of my friends, French guy, who was next to me and sing, who was from uh, Mauritius, he speak French. So he's sitting on the other side of me. So I go, hey, translate that for me. Okay, good, beautiful. So out of 15 people, I came in eight. And I was proud of myself for not speaking the language. And, you know, I come in eighth place. So now we all sitting in the room. Mark, uh, Mark, what was his name? The chief of the guy, chief was called Mark Tumbez. I think it's Mark Tumbez or Mark something. He was in charge of all the, G, the, the chief of sports. That was his job. So all the new chief of sports, we all sit in, the, in Paris in, the, in this corridor area where everybody sit. 
and he you he you go in one and one. His secretary will come and call your name, and then you go into his office and he tell you where you're going and all. They give you a sign. So I said to myself, I hope they don't send me to Sonora Bay because every time I look at the brochure, Sonora Bay look horrible. I go, I don't go to the desert looking place. So now I go into the room and I sit down, right? And he goes to me, oh, Hansel, you did very good in your stars. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. He go, I got good village for you. I send you to Mexico. Now I know it's Playa Blanca, it's like Stapa. And you have, we didn't have the GZ, I mean, the other one um, that closes, Watoko. We didn't have Watoko. We had uh, Playa Blanca, Sonora Bay, Cancun, Extapo. So I'm going, maybe I'm going to get Extapo, we we'll get Playa Blanca. You go, Marcel, guess what? I send you to Sonora Bay. I said, thank you, thank you very much. Inside of that, right? But, and then, uh, so I go, all, all the geos ask, hey, where you going? Yeah, some of these guys, where they were going, I was jealous of them and shit. So now I go to Sonora Bay, my first season, Christian fella, Mukumba is the chef of the village. So now I'm in the taxi, right? Going to the village. And we up high on this hill. And I look down and I see like two beaches and the, this resort. And I said to the taxi driver, I go, what's that over there? He go, Club Med. I go, that's Club Med? I go, why the hell don't take the brochure, picture from the brochure from here? You see the two beautiful beaches and everything with the lagoon in the back. It looked beautiful. We about maybe 15 minutes away from the club, but you could see it in the distance. And then when we get to the club, it was fantastic. I go, why well, I hate this place. And, you know, I had a great season. It was the first season. It was the first time that I had um, became, uh, was the first time a chief of sports, but also I did interim chef de village three times. My chef de village left, he said to me, this is what he said to me, Marcel, I'm gonna left you. Cause he was, he was a little older. He'd already been chief of village for over 20 years. And he was like on his way out. So he go, you know, pretty much you need me, you call me, but he's always in his room. So I'm pretty much running the village anyway doing the shows, the information meeting, I'm doing everything. So he said, you know, I am doing, uh, my friend is producer and I'm doing a small part in a movie. He, he did, you know, quite a few movies. I actually saw the movie. He was like a bad guy in the movie. He died a horrible death in this movie, but he was gone for like six weeks, right? So now I am the chief of the village. Guess what happened to me, Greg? There is no water for some reason they had a water problem in the village. So the water will come on at 7 a.m. for one hour, from 7 a.m. to 8 a.m. So the GMs have got to uh, shower and do what they got to do. Then the, the, shower, the, the water comes back on again from 2 to 3. So when GMs come from the restaurant, they go take a shower, whatever, and then the water come back on again from like seven to eight, and that's it. So you had people was using the, the garbage what they had in the, in the room, they dipped the water out of the going and stuff to flush the toilet. That's what the GMs was doing. And me and my team, I said to the GOs, we have no control over this. All we have to do is to take care of the GM the best way we know how, to do whatever we can. So we work, and I'm explaining this to the guests, this horrible situation when they arrived. So two days, this honeymoon couple was there. And a guy come to me, and he was so sweet. He said, Hansel, you guys are doing everything human possible to make sure we have a good time. But he goes, when I make love to my wife in the night, we can't even shower before we go to bed. And Mexico is hot and miserable. He goes, we got to leave. He said, but you know what? I'm going to write Club Med and tell him what a, a great job you and the GEO team was but the water situation that we had a problem with. And it went on like that for a few weeks and then everything went back to normal. Maybe two, three weeks it was like that. But before Christian came back, everything was back to normal. And I remember going into the New York office and Jean-Luc Waban Chapel called me in the office and thanked me for what I did. He said, because it was a horrible situation, but all the, the letters they got they blamed the club. They didn't blame me. They didn't blame the geos. 
So that that was my experience when I went my first time as chief of sports. All right, Hansel, man, that's some some story, but I, I want to consider this part one, okay? Because I want to uh, I want to hear the the next part, and you've agreed to come back at a later date, correct? Absolutely. Okay, so I want to finish out your you know your whole chief of sports career, you know how you met where you were right. you met Hammer and Cheese and, all, and, 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 and Jenner and all those guys. So and, uh, LP too. And LP, yeah. I really yeah. want to hear those stories. So so you can come back, yes? Absolutely. Okay, great. So everyone, that, that was my friend Hansel Moss from, from the Bahamas. And uh, we'll see you all next week. Bye.